1: We're called to be merciful, not judgmental, not angry, not condemning, not wagging our finger in people's faces. No, no, no. We're, we're called to be compassionate. We're called to be merciful. But in our compassion and in our mercy, we are also called to do as he did and call sin, sin. You see that? You understand he didn't say, nobody here is sick. How
0: often do you hear the world calling Christians unloving, just because believers speak out against sin. Jesus was loving, and because of his loving character, he warned people about the danger of their sin. Pastor Robert will be exhorting us to only speak out against someone's sin if it's motivated from a heart of love. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you. Our web address, our podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 17, with today's message.
2: His love is the
1: As Paul, the apostle, prayed for the elders of the church in Ephesus, verse 17, he said he was praying that Christ, might, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that, that you being rooted and grounded in love. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. You may be filled with all the fullness of God. As we prepare to get into 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 17 to 25, I need to tell you, you know, I mean, too often these days the concept of love is being twisted, watered down, changed, it's being altered. I see the slogan all over the place. Love wins, you know, and even on churches. I saw it just a couple of weeks ago, but, but it's used to express many times a philosophy which isn't really love. Many times what it means when it's expressed is an emotional perspective that doesn't leave any room for discernment or discipline, but instead it claims that Jesus condones and applauds the free and open expression of sinfulness, rather than redeeming and transforming sinners who turned to him. Jesus himself expressed it well in Matthew chapter 9, verse 10, which says, Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house, that, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, listen, when you look at that, man, so many things are being taught at the same time. It's like three different lessons being taught at the same time, right? He's teaching his disciples something, He's teaching the Pharisees something, and he's teaching these whom the Pharisees referred to as sinners. He's teaching them something as well. I mean, he's teaching the Pharisees, he's like, listen, if you don't think you're sick, then just get out of the way. I didn't come for the righteous. If you think you're righteous, then you don't need me. If you're not sick, you know, then you don't need a doctor. So just get out of the way and let me help the ones who are sick and who know they're sick, right? He's teaching his, his disciples the loving way to, to deal with this, right? I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Do you understand you and I are called to be merciful? We're called to be merciful. Not judgmental, not angry, not condemning, not wagging our finger in people's faces. No, no, no. We're, we're called to be compassionate. We're called to be merciful. But in our compassion and in our mercy, we are also called to do as he did and call sin, sin. You see that? You understand he didn't say nobody here is sick. What's your problem? How dare you judge them? That's not what he said. Basically what he said in a sarcastic kind of way is you're just as sick as they are. You need to wake up. Self-righteousness is just as wicked as what you're condemning them for. Can you see this? this? Does this kind of make sense? I love this. So brilliant. You see, love does win. But it wins by compassionately, mercifully confronting sin. Like I've said so many times over the years, tell people the truth, but do it with your arm around them, not with your finger up in their face. Big difference, right? You know, I started this out talking about teenage boys, and my daughter, I love my daughter. Those boys should fear me because I love my daughter. There's a balance in there, right? But I don't hate any of those boys. I'm not even angry with any of them yet. You guys, you see what I'm saying though, right? I mean, doesn't this make sense? And over and over and over the Bible says, how much more, how much more, how much more? Talking about us in, in terms of, you know, it's like if, if you do your best toward your children, now I'm paraphrasing several different places in the Bible, but, But if you do your best toward your children to protect them, to give to them, to be loving toward them, to guard them, to guide them, to teach them, how much more your perfect and holy heavenly Father? 1 Peter 1.17, he says, If you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And we're going to come back to that. I know I kind of ran through it, but three things we're going to consider from this passage. And the first one is this issue of fear. The fear of the Lord, the Bible calls it. If you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work. See, again, so much in that statement, right? Right? Who are you calling on? You calling on, the, you calling on the Father? Good, good, good Father. Well, he without partiality, judges. Without partiality. That means he's looking at your heart, just like he's looking at mine and everybody else's, right? I love, I, you know, I, I'm so aware as I study the Bible to come up here and preach a sermon, I need to pay attention. I'm supposed to be digesting this stuff first. I'm supposed to be listening to him first. I'm supposed to be allowing the Holy Spirit to examine me first because I'm human, I'm imperfect, I'm a sinner, I'm guilty before God. I only stand in his presence by means uh, means of of a righteousness which has been purchased for me by the perfect one. You see what I'm saying? Like, I can't stand there like I'm something special. I'm a wreck that he bought and whom he is fixing. He is transforming. I'm, I'm a work in progress, just like everybody else. But that doesn't absolve me of the responsibility to preach truth, to teach the truth of Scripture, right? In other words, like how many times have we done this to one another, right? When you know, man, you had no business doing that. Oh, you're going to judge me? What about you? You did da 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 Do you understand that's irrelevant? Do you see what I'm saying? We always want to flip it around, right? We want to put it back. Oh, you can't tell me I'm a sinner. Look at what you did. I got a message just like that on Facebook. You know, this lady that's in, in jail in, in Kentucky right now because she refused to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. I got a, a message on Facebook. You know, that's not Christianity, that's hypocrisy. That lady's been married four times. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, that's hypocrisy. She's not a great poster girl for Christianity. Absolutely not. But that doesn't make right same-sex marriage. Let me word it another way. If you slap me and I slap you back, we were both wrong. Do you understand? And I'm, not, I'm just talking about, I'm, I'm talking about a, one of these slaps in the face. I'm not talking about a man defending himself or his family. Okay, do you understand? I'm talking about anger, just we're having a little argument and, and you slap me, so I slap you back. I retaliate. We were both wrong, and neither one of us really can say to the other one, you shouldn't have slapped me. And we do that to each other all the time. A friend of mine tells a story when he was five years old. He knew, it was very clear in his family, no snacking between meals, unless mama gives you a cookie, you don't touch the cookies. Well, she came in and caught him with his hand in the cookie jar, literally. Right? He's he's got he's reaching in the cookie jar. So she paddled his behind, and he said, "I told her it's your fault. You shouldn't have left them where I could reach them. Isn't that what we do? It's exactly what we do."
0: and we want to let you know that you can help partner with us to help see Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy.
2: We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio.